Welcome to Fair Folk. I'm Danica Boyce. This episode, I'm excited to share my conversation with Faber Horbach, the head and composer for Solo Pagan Band of the Netherlands. Solo has released four albums so far, and I spoke to Faber just before the third album called Man came out, a work that engages with Germanic pagan ideas using early medieval and Scandinavian folk instruments, and impressively, is written entirely in Anglo-Saxon. Just this week, Faber released another solo album, a beautiful and hypnotic collaboration with storyteller Nick Van Eck. When you're finished listening to this episode, I humbly suggest that you go directly to Bandcamp to purchase that new album, Grima, or stream it on SoundCloud. In addition to solo over the last two years, Faber has also been a regular performer with the band Heilung. Faber and I spoke among the fallen leaves and dung beetles under the shelter of a great centuries-old tree in the Feluwa National Park in the Netherlands. Despite the edginess and muscular quality of some of his music, I found Faber imaginative, grounded, and extremely friendly. Truly, as he described himself, a hippie. In the best possible way, of course. We spoke about the treasure hunt of searching for one's spiritual ancestry in a world that would rather forget it, about the cyclical nature of all life, and how music is the mother of ritual. Here is our conversation, interspersed with songs from Soolo, including several from Soolo's third album, Man. My name is Faber. I'm a father of a four-years-old little boy called Thorsten. And um, I'm also the boyfriend of a beautiful lady called Samia van Rossum. And I'm an animistic fool. And I make music. So you are in more than one musical act. I'm here to talk to you mostly about solo. And I'm wondering, because that's a pagan band, or it's billed as a pagan band... If you had any aspects of paganism in your upbringing here in the Netherlands. In my upbringing? Childhood. So, yeah, my mother was a strange woman. And um, at a certain time, certain age, when I was younger, she had a big fat burnout. And she was going to a psychologist. But he was also into shamanism and other spiritual nonsense. That teaching, she brought that into, uh, into our home. So she taught us to uh, think of our, for ourselves and to watch nature and what uh, to, to seek into nature answers. So I think for me, that was the start of paganism. And as a teenager, I... Uh, I started reading about this subject and um, yeah, since then it was one big adventure and, and uh, discovering all kinds of uh, beautiful subjects. Yeah. So 
I'm from a Dutch background as well, and I've often wondered where people learn about paganism in the Netherlands. I don't know how much of the folk tradition remains here, and I'd love to know where you found information or where Dutch people find information on paganism in general. Yeah, that's a good question because Dutch people don't find anything about their heritage uh, because we don't learn none of that on school. If you would ask this question to anybody on, on the streets, people won't have any answer of, of our her- heritage. Maybe some some small information about what they had on and on the history lessons on school, but not like real heritage. Basically, that is also for me. I don't know shit about our heritage, but I felt a strong connection to our land and our ancestors. So. I'm trying and still trying to recover that connection and to dig into our heritage. By the years, you just get these small parts of information. So I don't know about a broad time frame, but um, but I really like to dig into the the early medieval times and uh, the traditions and mostly the the spiritual tradition that might lived in that time. That is a subject that I really like to to dig in. Yeah, where to find it? They're scattered all over the place. The fragments, you really have to find. It's treasure-seeking. And um, some people uh, write about it, so you can read books. And some people give workshops or courses, and so you can join them. And I'm afraid that that is the answer. So, so there's just the the sources are so little. So yeah, reading books and and trying to to really go into a treasure hunt and try to get all the fragments and combine that. Do you draw on any Old Norse sources for Dutch paganism, or do you know other people who do? Because it falls under this umbrella of Germanic paganism, I would imagine. Yeah, absolutely. There are not a lot of sources. And if you dig into the history, and may, for example, early medieval time or something like that, then you see that cultural and spiritual differences were not that big. 
but of course that's an interpretation that is what i see when i look into the sources so really carefully i take also some sources in mind about scandinavia so i broaden the the area of my focus a bit more so i'm busy with uh, seeking into the this the heritage of northwest european shamanism and um, spirituality can you tell me something about northwestern european shamanism how would you define that wow i don't know if i can give a different definition in some way but only my interpretations what i think that i find in the sources is that people were really connected to the nature and they they found a lot of answers in nature and they were a bit because they were more connected to nature they understood more the nature in themselves and nowadays people have a really weird connection with nature if you look at uh, we're living in in these concrete boxes and um, hygiene like everything that comes from from outside is is dirty right dirt on your hands is like nasty that's bad that's a bad thing or um pissing outside or or shitting outside or or fucking outside in nature that is all kinds of that has a bad and uh, or negative energy we're conditioned in a way that that is a negative thing but that is of course really ridiculous so we are we are having this really crazy um relationship with nature and i think that <laughs> in the back in the old days we had a better understanding of nature and our nature n- nature in ourselves the cyclical nature of mankind so maybe that is something a lot bigger than than your question but but i'm really into um the cyclical nature of people so that it starts with the the connection with nature and then there's something with a cycle and of course we see that in day midday evening and night and we see that in uh, the four seasons spring and summer and if you take a look inside you also find this same patterns within i think for me that is the essence of of our european west european heritage so i make something something new out of it i think i don't reenact or i i only use the sources for for my own uh, spiritual uh, experience
you're in a pagan band, and I am so curious about how you define what a pagan band is, and how I can frame that more specifically by saying that we don't know very much about the instruments and the music that existed prior to Christianity's arrival in Europe, and I'm I'd love to know how you how you um, build a pagan band based on what we know and what we don't know. You could almost say that my first album, Alvarad, was almost like a statement in, in this question because I didn't use any ancient or medieval instruments. I used piano and the violin. I added beautiful flute, Irish, Irish flutes, and um, some big percussions and uh, some epic deep synthesizer layers um, so it was really modern if you listen to it it has a hopefully a classical vibe going on there but the team what it's all about about the four seasons and uh, the pagan year feasts so i took some inspiration about uh, the sources that i was searching for and for me this album was was an output for my research music is is my my first magical portal so i needed to combine that to create music that was a dedication to to this this beautiful discovery that i was having in this first album i let's say i didn't reenact any music or i didn't use any instruments that had that were of any value historical or uh, that had any meaning in a traditional way in in paganism so i tried to make a real modern music album but with 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 something that has a source in in um, in our heritage, as how I experienced it. So I yeah I made something new of something old. That is how I uh, look at it.
So speaking of pagan music, you've described your concerts with Solo as rituals. And I would love to know more about what that means to you and what you mean when you say that. To be in a ritual, ritual or ceremony is for me basically forget about your narrative, your life story, and forget about your past and forget about future and be completely, completely in the moment without any interference of thoughts. Because that will disturb the natural flowing that could unfold. For me, making music is one of these magical portals that I completely lose time completely and I completely forget my identity I'm completely sucked into the, the moment and then magic happens may have already answered this question, but I'm going to see if it sparks a different part in your brain. What does music have to do with paganism? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. That is, that is so beautiful. Absolutely nothing. And because of that, it has to do everything with, with paganism. So everything and nothing. Um, to start with the nothing. Um... Music and paganism are two completely different things. Um, So that is the first part of the answer, I think. And the second one is like, paganism is all about nature. And in nature you find the most beautiful music. And I think because of this, People experience music most of the time. Or you hear a lot of people saying that music strikes them really deep inside. Or that it it sounds magical or like... So I think we have a really, really strong connection with music. And that is because it's in nature. Music is in nature all around you. And uh, of course we develop that into modern music and music instruments. Um, And when you combine music with something like paganism 
or or um, if you combine music already something that people experience as magical or maybe a magical portal uh, to get in some kind of other more peaceful state of mind and you connect that with with something spiritual then like that is that's almost like an easy trick of course that will help and give gives a that empowers each other that is what i want to say like um it grows even stronger when those things come are combined what was your musical background growing up what did you enjoy listening to in my youth we're we're listening a lot of uh, classical music in the house and i was like 10 years old when I started playing piano uh, this was like classical piano playing so I have a real strong connection with um, with classical music that developed when I was a teenager it had to be louder and and, and extreme so then I really loved uh, listening to metal all kinds of metal and i think that is because a lot of reasons like i think people search for music that uh, that resonates with them and for me the 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 hard and powerful music that i found in metal was because i yeah i had a hard time in within Uh, i had a big storm within big thunder so i i really was uh, resonating with uh, with with metal i i still but but then in my teenage years i was really melancholic so you also find this sound in metal music and yeah after a while the the storm within was a bit quieter so I also wanted some more quiet music. And I discovered, um, yeah, I think it started with, uh, with Wardruna in 2008. Mm-hmm. And that blew my mind. It, it had this dark, my, my meogolic vibe without being really loud, but still had this massive energy. And and you instant feel this is not music to to just have a listen to, but it's yeah, it's so powerful, and you you hear it's 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 spiritual. That blew my mind. My father was joking because I was listening to it for a week, repeat after repeat, and he said, "We are going to make this one day," <laughs> uh, because already then I was in a metal band playing folk metal after that i was um, in search of uh, traditional uh, scandinavian music because in the netherlands you don't have traditional music so i searched uh, for it in the the scandinavian lands and i discovered this beautiful melodies and beautiful instruments 
Yeah, of course, I needed to have those instruments. So nowadays, I I, uh, I use not only piano, but also nickel harpa. That's a Swedish instrument. It's a keyed fiddle. So it's basically a big violin uh, with some um, keys. And but more like the Irish bazooki. It's a, basically some kind of guitar, but just a bit diff- different. And then my early medieval nerdness came around and uh, I was in search of uh, some historical instruments. So, um, of, of course, inspired by Einar Selvig from Bartruna, I, was, uh, uh, I felt in love with the lyre and uh, the Yauhiko, the boat lyre. Inspiration from all kinds of music that come together. I nowadays in my own music I try to combine everything that I like to create this new taste. So what projects are you working on right now? So I perform with Heilung. So so my task there is is just little, but that is excellent, that is perfect. I just have to perform. So I don't write any of the music. At the moment, moment, I'm in the final stage of delivering the third album of Solo. It's going to sound completely different than, uh, than, than the first two albums. Because, yeah, the first two albums are also not... You cannot compare them. They are completely different. Basically, they are the same compositions, but played on completely different instruments and... Um, with a with a other, with a other mindset, but this new album includes compositions that, um, for me, are the translation of of a yeah like a discovery I made last years. Yeah, because I'm still on a spiritual uh, treasure hunt. I discovered more about about the the cyclical nature of man and um, the the first two albums are about the the four seasons mostly without but also within of course but this album is absolutely about the four seasons within and i found it in the symbolical language of the archetype and of course carl jung has some written a lot about archetypes but of course also other people and for me, I found out that the four archetypes that I could connect with the four seasons, so only my interpretation and my feeling and my four seasons within, I could connect them with four archetypes. And that is for, for spring, that is the warrior. And for summer, that is the lover. And for autumn, that is the king. And for, for the north or winter, sorry, uh, that is uh, the the magician, and for each of these seasons or archetypes, I have made three songs who point out different aspects of these archetypes or seasons, if you like. And and the tracks on the album will form some kind of uh, cycle or better a spiral because I will do this cycle of these four archetypes three times 
So, so the compositions and the whole concept of the CD is that it's spiral based. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you get deeper into the archetypes or higher or whatever you like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with this, I think I created a monster. <laughs> but oh, a beautiful so. one, yeah. beautiful one. <laughs> um, so making the music and discovering all about this uh, four archetypes it was a combination so um i did that um at the same time and i tried not to think a lot about it so it was um yeah just being on a crazy journey and uh, putting it uh, in, into uh, music
thank you for listening to the Fair Folk Podcast. You can find all four Sowolo albums on Spotify, and you can purchase them on Bandcamp at sowolo.nl. If you enjoyed this episode and the music, do go right now to Spotify or Bandcamp to check out Sowolo's new album, just out this week, which is a fusion of ambient music and ancient myth to rekindle your deep, legendary memory at a time when the epic is surely at hand. If you enjoy Fair Folk, please rate it positively on iTunes and share it with your friends, that's key, and check me out on patreon.com slash fairfolkcast, where I release an extra Almanac episode monthly just for my Patreon subscribers. I'm told that people find these Almanac episodes extremely nourishing and informative, especially these days when we are turning again to the ancient wisdom of the land. You can also find me on Instagram, where I am the most active, at danica.child. On Instagram, I occasionally host giveaways and post special video offerings, and sometimes I've even been known to sing. Thanks again to Faber Horbach for sharing his words and music with us, Please visit the show notes to see the ways you can connect with him via solo. Thank you also to Sylvia Woods, whose song Forest March is the opening theme for Fair Folk. Take good care out there, and I'll talk to you soon.